It's, uh, it's uh, our last Sunday of the month. And if you've been uh, attending our church, you know that we are going through a book series. Do you know what book? Yan. So we are going through the series uh, on the book of James. We haven't done this before. Uh, and uh, we are now on the fourth Sunday. We are already on the fourth Sunday and we're not done with chapter one. <laughs> That's how rich the, the word of the Lord is. So if you haven't been here, uh, let me just uh, make a quick recap. So on the first Sunday of June, uh, we started with the introduction of James. Uh, we talked about who the writer is, the, the context, why is he writing, and you know the situation uh, of that uh, letter. And we said that you know we can still experience joy in the midst of trial. It's possible na mararanasan mo pa rin ang kaligayahan nanggagaling sa Panginoon kahit na ikaw ay nakakaranas ng matinding pagsubok. On the following Sunday, June 10, we, we said that aside from experiencing joy in the midst of trial, we can also use godly wisdom to help us go through difficult times, right? To lean on godly wisdom. And last Sunday, uh, Pastor Nomer was here and he talked about the gospel way of overcoming trial. So this afternoon, we will close the chapter. We will finish the chapter. And this afternoon will be about, still in that context, I want you to keep that in context in mind because what we're going to see here is that even in the midst of trials and temptations, we can still grow. In fact, especially in the midst of trials and temptations is the moment that you grow in genuine godliness when you are founded in a very specific component, and that is the Word of God. So, uh, please turn your Bibles to uh, the book of James. It's towards the end of your Bible. Uh, and we are going to look at uh, chapter 1, verse 19 to 27. So, verses 19 to 27. So, you can share with your neighbor. Okay, so if you're there already, James 1, 19 to 27, you're there. Um, how many of you uh, recently watched the news about our president? Right? I think you know where I'm going. <laughs> so the, the president, President Duterte, made the headlines again, right? Uh, it's either a good thing or a, a bad thing. So he made statements in a, in a privileged speech about, you know, he's questioning the creation story. He's questioning the creation story. Uh, he's questioning religion itself. And, you know, he's very direct about, you know, making um, statements about God. Let's, let's put it that way, mildly. So I, I saw the video. I read the transcript. Uh, as you know, as always, you know, he's, Mabulaklak ang kanyang uh, statements. Uh, and of course, definitely people will, will react with what he said. You know, calling God stupid and telling that religion is worthless and, and thinking about the creation story. You know, I'm, I'm looking at that statement. I'm watching that statement. I, I really, I, I figure out where, you know, things are sublay. May mga misinformation siya about the scripture. Of course, I am offended 
but I know God can handle himself. You know, <laughs> I, I know God can take care of those uh, statements. You know, uh, he can bless those who praise him and do something about those who oppose him. So I'm not worried about, about him, but I'm more worried about, you know, that statement is just a reflection of how many, you know, how people think sometimes to question the foundation of what we believe in. And what I hope for us to do today is that we will not crash, we will not fail, we will not be swayed when things like that are, you know, we hear things like that around, the, around us or when we experience uh, trials and temptations. And Jesus reminded us of that. You know, in one parable, he said that, you know, anyone who hears word, the words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Ano yung nangyari? Kapag umulan daw, the rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. What's the opposite? So, Jesus continued, but everyone who hears these words of mine, but they do not practice, he is now, he is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. You know, sadly, many people are building their lives, their decisions, their commitments on sand. And when waves and storms of, of difficulty come, you know, people crash. So my question is this afternoon is how do we build our foundation on the rock? How do we build our foundation on the rock? So let me suggest three ways for us to do that based on our passage in the book of James. So now let's go back to our, our passage in James 1, 19 to 27. So three ways for us to build our foundation on the rock, meaning listening to the word of God and putting it into practice. Three practical ways. Number one is that we can actively receive God's word. Let us actively receive God's word. We live in a world that has so much opinion on everything. Do you notice that? We have so many, we have, we have an opinion on almost anything. We're easily offended by anything. And we have this social media giving us another tool to express, uh, you know, express what's on our mind. Sometimes it should remain there. Hindi na kailangan lumabas pa, but, you know, it gives us a tool to, to do that. You know, sometimes even without filter. Buti pa yung Instagram, you know, tsaka Facebook may filter, pero yung, yung mga statements natin, minsan wala. But James here instructs us to, instead of speak, listen. Listen. Instead na magsalita, he puts value on listening. You know, in a society... Even during that time and even today, you know, we put value on people who speak really well, right? We, we, we look for people and we follow them 
if they speak really well. Those eloquent people who, you know, they speak really, really well, they have lots of followers. But what James is saying here, hey, put more value on the virtue of listening. Listening. Of course, lagi nating naririnig, kaya ka nga ginawa ng Panginoon, ilan ang tenga mo? Dalawa, ang bibig mo, isa, because you need to hear twice and speak once. You know? you can, bonus yun, pwede niyo ibigay sa inyong mga anak. But what, you know, what James is specifically instructing us is to not just listen to each other. That's good. We need to learn that, listening to each other. Listen to understand and not just listen to respond. But what he is saying here is to listen to God's voice. Listen to God's voice. And there are three things here uh, involved in actively receiving God's word. I say actively because, you know, there's a, we call that passive listening. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Pero, pero gumagano na yung, yung isip mo, di ba? Yung, pero iniisip mo na yung reply mo, susunod, di ba? So there are three things um, involved here in actively receiving God's word. First is a conscious decision to listen. There's, there needs to be a decision in your heart that says, I'm going to listen. James says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. A conscious decision to listen. Let me, let me try something, okay? Um, I'm gonna, let's do a quick exercise. Uh, I want to you know, keep you alert. I'm channeling my uh, inner elder toys. We're going to do uh, uh, an exercise, all right? What we're going to do is this. You're going to shout your birthday. You're going to shout simultaneously, sabay-sabay tayo, you're going to shout your birthday. Huwag nyo na sama yung year. Huwag na yung year. Birthday lang, month and day. Okay? Huwag na yung year. Sabay-sabay nating sasabihin. Okay? If I hear your birthday very clearly, you have a price. You have a price. Uh, ikaw yung una sa pila sa salo-salo mamaya. Okay. So sabay-sabay tayo, I'm gonna close my eyes. On the count of three, you will, sh- you will shout your birthday. And if I hear your birthday very clearly, uh, I'll lang ako, alright? Are we good? Alam nyo naman yung birthday nyo, di ba? Hindi <laughs> nyo naman makakalimutan. Don't worry, hindi kami pupunta sa bahay nyo kapag malapit na yung birthday. Alright? Alright, sige. Ready? On the count of three. One, two, three, go! Someone's cheating right there. <laughs> Let's do that again. Let's do that again. I didn't, I didn't hear. I, I heard something December. I heard September. Something like that. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. One, two, three. Oh, man, I really can't cheer. One more time. One more time. One, two, three, go. <laughs> oh, man. Do you see where I'm getting at? It's really difficult to listen when there's just too many noise around you. 
just imagine listening with that kind of noise. You need to stop speaking, stop reacting, and make a conscious decision to listen. Just imagine, sinasabi natin, Lord, hindi kita naririnig. Nagsasalita ka ba? Hindi ko alam kung nagsasalita ka. Maybe we need to And just allow the Lord to speak. So it's a conscious decision to listen. It's also a conscious effort to remove distraction. We need to remove distraction. So 21 says, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness. Because these things will taint, will mar, will distort how we receive God's word. When there is filthiness, where is, when there is rampant wickedness in our lives, it will distort, it will mar, it will muddy the instruction of God for you. And it's not just James who says this. We see this also in, you know, in, in, in Ephesians when Apostle Paul said, you know, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the tu- truth that comes from him, sabi niya, Throw off. Kung si James sabi niya, put away. Apostle Paul says the same thing. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. You know, the, the image here about removing distraction is, you know, decluttering your cabinet. Like decluttering your 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 apartment. How many of you do that from time to time? You do spring cleaning, yeah. And, uh, have you heard of KonMari uh, method, something like that? Uh, you fold your you ganon your ano, you roll your uh, your clothes, and how do you feel after decluttering your 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 cabinet? You feel like you you know. You can breathe again. You can breathe again. Nakakahinga ka na para, ah, ganito palang, ganito palang mabuhay. That's how it looks like when we, you know, when we remove distractions and then we have this opportunity to receive God's word very clearly. It's no longer cluttered. It's no longer distorted by the distractions. And what Ephesians is saying, what Paul is saying, and what James is saying is that there are things in our hearts that we need to remove, to put away. Why? Because that is your old nature already. That is your old nature. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. New creation. So, you know, buy new clothes. Donate the, the old ones. You know, give them. Sell them. Because you are a new creation now. But more than just a conscious effort to remove distraction and a conscious decision to, to listen, it's, we also need a heart that's ready to receive. Kahit na tinanggalan natin ang mga distraction and uh, 
gusto mo nang maglisten pero yung heart naman natin ay sarado you know that that word will not grow in our hearts James says in the second part of verse 21 humbly accept the word of God and I like this image that has been planted in your heart I like that image that the word of God is not just food it's seed it's not just food for one-time consumption it's seed that will bear fruit. It's seed that will feed you and bear fruit and will feed others. That's how amazing God's Word is. You know how amazing it is? Sabi ni James, it has the power to save your soul. It has the power to save your soul. We can see immediately this illustration, this image when Jesus talked about the parable of the sower. Do you remember that? The, the parable of the sower? There are four different kinds of soil or places where the seed is planted. Ito yung ending dun sa Matthew 13, 23. The fourth, uh, the fourth seed fell on the good soil, a heart that is ready to receive. Represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and it produces how many? 30, 60, even 100 as much as had been. You know, when I see parables like this, and I like going back to the parables and see the minor nuances that I haven't seen in the, in the past. Because when you look back at the parable in Matthew 13, 8 and 9, when Jesus was talking about the parable, you know how he ended the, the parable? Do you know how he ended the parable in verse 8 and 9? He said, Whoever has ears, let him hear. He is really talking about listening to the voice of God. You know, my brothers and sisters, how is our heart? Are we ready to, to receive God's word? Number one, for us to grow in genuine godliness, we need to actively, actively receive God's word. So in other words, you know, we need to strive uh, putting ourselves in a position to hear the voice of God without any distraction. We need to have a conscious decision to, to, to know and, and expect that God will speak, whether that is in the context of this, you know, in a community, in a small group, or even in your own home and you know James gives us a warning if as you go through the passage now we don't just stop at receiving God's word or hearing God's word and not do anything about it ang sabi niya if you do that you are only fooling yourselves but before we jump into sometimes our, our reaction is this okay God speak I will write down the things that I will do. Checklist. Di ba? Mer Sino sa inyo merong app na to-do list? Di ba? Merong to-do list, may checklist ka. You know, sometimes our approach in, in, in our Christian life is like that. That's a good thing because we want to accomplish a lot of things. But we are missing out a, a very critical step and this is our second point. You know, before we act on or, or do what the word of the Lord is saying, you know, after receiving God's word, 
we also need to carefully reflect on it. Let us carefully reflect on God's word. Pastor, yung, yung passage natin ngayon immediately says, listen to God's word and do it. Why are you adding an, as a middle ground? Why are you saying, we need to first reflect? Kinokontra mo ba yung sinasabi ng Bible? Well, well, my, my answer to that is, you know, reflecting on God's word is actually following what God's word is saying. Reflecting on God's word is actually doing what it says. I'll give you an example uh, in a bit. But James here, you know, in our passage, gives us a contrast of what it looks like to listen but not do. And listen and do what it says. Ano yung unang illustration? When you listen and you do not do, ano yung sinasabi niya na, na illustration? You are like, you know, it's like you are glancing at your face in a mirror. So tingin ka sa mirror, you see yourself, and then you you walk away. Ano nangyayari? Nakalimutan mo, isa lang pala yung kilay mo. But the contrast is if you if you listen to God's word and you do it, sabi if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if do what you and if you do what it says, you don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you and uh, bless you for doing it. Um, how many of you enjoy buffets? All right, buffet 101, Vikings. What if I invite you after this service, let's do a buffet. Who would join me? Would join me. It's, it's on me. Okay, it's on me. Okay. All right? But there's a, there's a catch. Okay? Pupunta tayo sa buffet. Pupunta tayo sa buffet. But I will bring this. I'll bring this. Punta tayo ng Vikings. Kunin mo lahat ng gusto mong kunin sa plato mo. But I will put your food in a food processor or a blender, blend it all together, and then we'll drink it. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> si Daddy gusto sa protein shake. <laughs> Do you like that? Sometimes in food needs to be. Chewed, namnamin, amuyin, dahan dahan. You start with the sushi, and then, and then you you add a little bit of a salad on the side, and then you go back with the steak, and then you go back with bacon, and then bacon again, and then bacon again, and then and then you go back to sushi, and you'll say no rice for me. I'm on a diet. <laughs> Nag diet ka pa. <laughs> That's me, by the way. <laughs> but you see, you know, what's, what happens when we don't reflect on God's word? That's what we're doing. We're just eating the buffet, putting it in a, a you know, getting the buffet, putting it in a blender and drinking it. It's not gonna, it's not gonna be, you know, enriching 
experience. But here's what I'm talking about earlier, yung analogy of a mirror. Kasi pag tinignan natin yung, yung passage, tinitignan natin siya with a clear mirror. But you know what? This is the kind of mirror that they have. The first century mirror is like this. It's not glass. It's polished metal. So if you are looking at a reflection in a polished metal, what kind of a reflection will you see? Will you see a very clear reflection? Maybe distorted? Siguro kaya walang nagkikilay nung dati, no? <laughs> walang walang naga, naga. Pero posibleng, syempre, may mga, yung ibang mga may kaya, iba ang gagawa nun sa kanila. But you can't do it to yourself. This is what it looks like when we, when we listen to God's word and not obey it. You are looking into a, to an imperfect reflection. But what James calls us is to use God's word as a mirror. God's word as a mirror. Why? Because, because it has the best resolution compared to your phone. It has the best resolution because it can show you both your beauty and your blemish. It can show the beauty of your character or the blemish of your character. It can reveal not just your physical being, it can reveal the state of your soul. That's kind of a perfect reflection, mirror, God's word is. So, you know, there is a need for us to really, you know, carefully reflect on God's word so that it will bring back and, and we will see our state, we will see our brokenness, we will see our potential for, for goodness because of God's grace. Now, I love this word. I, I, I enjoy seeing this in, in the Psalms. You know, Selah, no, many people are, many scholars are still uh, discovering what this actually means. But generally speaking, Selah, when you see that in your Bible, it will say it's to pause or to reflect or to praise. Or in another context, when you see Selah, not just in the Psalms, but in the prophetical books, it means to literally to consider the weight Consider the weight of that statement. Consider the weight of, of the situation. Tingnan mo yung kabigatan nung sinasabi ko. Sela. And, you know, sometimes it makes me sad when I see Bible translations when they're, they're removing, you know, the, yung sela nowadays. It, it's either it's put on the footnote or it's removed altogether. Maybe they're thinking it's not really part of the instruction but I really believe it's, it's, it's a very important to pause to reflect and consider the weight of that statement here's an example you know if you look at the NIV translation of this passage you will not see the word sela dandun lang siya sa footnote but in other translations ESV I think NASB nakalagay pa rin yung sela this is a long passage, long chapter, Psalm 66, but in every four, or maybe verse four, verse seven, verse 15, 
there's a word sela there. Tingnan natin ha. The statement says, all the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing praises to your praises of your name. Pause, reflect, consider the weight of that statement. Do not move on. Consider the weight of that statement. So when you do that, you realize, you appreciate the power of God. How the whole earth bows down to Him. You know, there's, there's a need for us, you know, uh, church to, to do this. We are losing this in our, in our culture of doing stuff. You know, we, we are growing in a society where if you don't do something, if you don't move, you are going to get hungry. Right? Kapag hindi ka nagtrabaho, kapag hindi ka gumawa, magugutom ka. We are losing the virtue of, you know, pause and just reflect and consider the weight of God's Word. And that's really important. Here's a more contemporary example. How many of you have heard the song 433? There's this brilliant guy named John Cage. Meron siyang kanta, ang title, 433. You know why it's 433? The song lasts 4 minutes 33 seconds. You know what's in the song? Nothing. Nothing. It's 4 minutes and 33 seconds of absolute nothing. And there's an actual performance of this. Yeah, I saw the video. There's an actual performance of this song. There's an orchestra. There's a conductor. And all the musicians... Sabi ng conductor, okay, we're going to do 433 on the count of three. One, two, three. And that's four minutes and 33 seconds of silence. And at the end of the performance, I am not kidding. I'm, I don't know how to react. You know what? You know what? You can even buy 433 on iTunes. I'm serious. Hindi na ata usong iTunes ngayon, Spotify na, you know. A few years back, I, I checked, you can buy 433 on iTunes. People are buying silence. You know why? Because sometimes we need silence. We sometimes need to pause and reflect. We don't need to hear John Cage's 4.33. We just need a one word in the Bible that says, Sela. Sela. Hey, stop, stop writing down you know, the things that you need to do as a Christian. That's good and all, but sometimes you need to just be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. So again, three things about uh, reflecting carefully in God's Word. 
it's about reflecting intently. You, there's intensity on reflection. Um, and there's also habit of reflecting. Sabi ni James, second part of verse 25, you look into, in other translation, you look intently into the perfect law and you continue, you persevere, being a hearer who forgets, not being a hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts. What does that mean? You, re- you reflect purposively. When you reflect, you're not just doing nothing, you are doing something for your soul. Meron kang susunod na action plan. And ang result, sabi doon, he will be blessed in his doing. No, even the Old Testament, even the word of God to Joshua declares this. Joshua 1.8, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it. Kailan? Day and night. Why? So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. What's the result? What's the result? Then you will be prosperous and successful. James and Joshua is saying the same thing. If you listen and to meditate on it, chew on it, reflect on it, be careful on doing everything written in it, you will be blessed. You will be blessed. Alright, so we actively receive God's word. We carefully reflect on God's word. What's the last? Well, the next would be to respond to it. So the third thing to do to grow in genuine godliness is to obediently respond to God's word. Verse 26 says, If anyone thinks he is religious and does not brittle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is... Wow. Not my words. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. You know, our response, the way we respond to to the Word of God will definitely show if what we have is genuine godliness. Let me repeat that. The way we respond when we receive God's word and reflect on it, the way we respond will show if what we have is not the kind of godliness that President Duterte has. And James gives us, you know, evidences that will show, you know, if we really are obediently responding to God's word. Again, three things. It will show in our pronouncements. It will show in our pronouncements what we proclaim with our mouths. Again, verse 26, If anyone thinks he is religious, does not bridle his tongue, he is just deceiving his heart. This person's religion is worthless. Jesus says, From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Through our pronouncements, it will show what's inside the heart. What else? 
there's an evidence of our practice. It will show in the way we practice godliness. The text says religion that is pure and undefiled before God is to visit orphans and widows in their affliction. You know, justice and peace is very, very important with God. Sometimes we put our, our Christianity in a box that God is just concerned with bringing us to heaven. God is just concerned about, you know, bringing everyone to heaven. But if you look at the scriptures from the Old Testament to the New Testament, why is Jesus healing people? He is really, you know, the character of God is, is showing there. Let me just read. It's not on the PowerPoint, but maybe this is a, a way for us to, to practice listening intently. Let me read a passage in Isaiah. This is a rebuke, but will show how justice and peace is important with God. So I will read Psalm, Psalm 58 and just, just listen, listen intently. I'm, I, I will read until, until verse 7. Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 58 says, Shout it aloud, do not hold back, raise your voice like a trumpet, declare to my people their rebellion and to their descendants, the descendants of Jacob, their sins. For day after day, they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways, as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed. Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for people to humble themselves? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is this what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free, to break every yoke. Is it not to share food, your food with the hungry, and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Those are heavy hitters from God himself to his people. How important justice and peace how important is equality and serving the poor to him? And not just our pronouncements. He shows the char- it shows the character of God here, his heart. 
But not only that, not only in our pronouncement, in our practice, it will only also show in our personal holiness. The end of our passage says, not only to take care of others, but also to take care of yourself. To keep oneself unstained from the world. You know, this is very important and very difficult because you want to shape the good of your community. Okay? You want to shape the good of your community, but not let the world shape your identity. You know, you see that the challenge there? You want to make an impact in your world, do good in your world, but not let the world shape who you are. That's what it's saying to, to take care of others and take care of your personal holiness. And you know what James calls that? Pure and undefiled religion. Pure and undefiled religion. To take care of what you speak, to take care of others, to take care of your integrity. You know, what we are seeing here is that religion is a response to God's word. It's our obedient response to God's word. And it's not something we do to gain His approval. Okay? Let me repeat that. Religion, as we see here, is our obedient response to God's word when we receive it, when we reflect it. It is not, it is not our way to gain His approval. It is not our way to gain His approval. So again, you know, our proclamation, our pronouncements reveal the glory of God. You know, when we, when we gather here, we, we worship the Lord together. Our practice of taking care of others, it reveals the heart of God. And our personal integrity reveals the nature of God. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. If our proclamation, if our pronouncements, and our practice, and our personal holiness does not point to God, it's probably pointing at us. If our, the things that we say, you know, the things that we do for others and our personal integrity does not really give glory to God, but just give us, you know, you know a sense of fulfillment, it's really our religion, but not really genuine godliness. We, we're just doing it to please ourselves, to, to appease what's inside our hearts, but not really a response to the goodness of God. Let me summarize. So how can we grow in genuine godliness? We talked about three things. One is to actively receive God's word. The other is to carefully reflect on God's word. And the third is to obediently respond to God's word. And this is what James calls pure and undefiled religion. Pastor, can we truly rely on God's word to help us? To help us grow in godliness? Makakatulong ba talaga na you know, I will just rely on the word of God? You know, 
there are two criticisms on why we cannot depend on you know the scripture or or anything any kind of instruction and you will hear this you know in in many people in different contexts they will say you know number 1 you know any instruction any law any any commandment is imperfect incomplete therefore pwede ako makagawa ng loophole right so kunyari merong batas may batas na ilalabas Pag may nilabas na batas, merong mga revisions kasi maraming mga tao, sinasabi nila, you know, kailangan, kailangan pang ayusin yan. May mga loopholes eh. So how can I rely on something that's imperfect or incomplete? Okay? That's the uh, one criticism. The other criticism is, is to say, why, why will I put my trust in God's word when all it does is to put me in a box? If I rely on the scriptures, if I follow the, what the scripture says, it will enslave me. I will not be able to do what I want. May mga gusto kong gawin sa buhay ko, hindi ko na magagawa kasi sinasabi ng Bible ganito eh. So those two things. You know, criticism number one, how can I rely on something that's imperfect? Criticism number two, how can I rely on something that will just put me in a box? You know, James gives us the key here in our passage. You will see that in the very middle of our passage. He says in verse 25, Whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, they will be blessed in what they do. You know why we can rely on God's word? Because it is both perfect and liberating. It is perfect and liberating and nothing else in this world can make that claim. That something, the voice of God, the word of God is both perfect and it gives us freedom. And if you have something like that in your hands, at your disposal, as a resource, no, we can have it. We can rely on it to grow in our godliness. You know why? One more reason we can rely on God's word aside from the fact that it's perfect and liberating. It's because it's anchored on the living word. It is anchored on Jesus Christ. The reason why it's perfect and liberating is because it's not just a document. It's perfect and liberating because it points to Jesus Christ. Jesus says in John 8, 31 to 32, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. And you will know the truth, the absolute truth, not just the relative truth, not just the personal truth, not just the experiential truth. You will know the truth. And this truth is a person. And this truth will set you free. So when you when when we actively receive God's word, we are receiving Christ the living word. When we carefully reflect on God's word, we are reflecting the image of the son of God. When we respond to God's word, we are actually saying yes to Jesus. Saying yes to his invitation to follow him. 
to be His disciples. We can rely on God's Word to help us grow in genuine godliness because it points to Jesus Christ, our living Word. So let me just give um, you know, practical applications for us today. Number one, if, if you're not Christian, you're here, you're attending church, uh, or you're new, you're not sure you're Christian, you're not sure if you're a follower of Jesus, you know, how about opening your heart today to have that seed of the gospel be planted in your heart? Allow the, the seed of the gospel be planted in your heart today. Or maybe you're, you know, you're a Christian already, but you feel like you know, you've been very busy with your work, with your travels, with your, with your appointments, with, with meetings. How about putting intently on your calendar, just write it down on your calendar, Sela. Bring out your calendar, find a time there, maybe 10 minutes, and just put Sela. It's an intently purposive way to reflect, to pause, and to consider the weight. Or, third application, if you know, if you're if you're a Christian and you're considering responding to God's word, you know, how about you know consider shaping the good of your community, you know, helping out the poor, shaping the good of your workplace. Do something together with your office mates. Do something together uh, for an orphanage. It doesn't have to be very religious, brothers and sisters. You know, we have many people here, many, many if in our church who is part of an NGO. Try to look for them and ask how I can be of help. And see how we can how we can share testimonies of how God really worked through those things. So that's how we will grow genuinely in our godliness. Let us pray. Speak, Lord, for your people are listening. Lord, we want to be still in your presence and know what it means to call you God. We want to pause and reflect and consider the weight of that word, Lord. To be still and know that you are God. Lord, there there are just so many things that's entering our minds, our ears, We are surrounded by sounds, noise, conflicting voices, and it's difficult for us to hear you. 
but we are here, Lord, waiting to hear from you. We are opening our hearts to receive your word. Salamat Panginoon dahil hindi ka madamot. That when we cry out to you, you respond. When we call to you, you speak. When we ask help, you intervene. And so thank you, Lord God, because we can rely on your word that is perfect and liberating. Lord, I pray that you will grant us the opportunity to really actively receive your word on a constant basis, whether that is in the context of our community gatherings or in our own personal time, that we will make a conscious decision and a conscious effort to fix our eyes, our ears upon you. Lord, I ask that you will help us in the busiest of days, in times of stress and difficulty, that we will consider sela, that we will consider reflecting. Lord, we are just so used of, so used to doing things as if Christianity is all about do and do and do when you call us to just be in your presence. Lord, there is no higher calling than to bow and sit in your throne. And I pray, Lord, that we will cherish those moments. Lord, continue to grow in our hearts what you have planted. And it will show in the way we speak, whatever we proclaim, whether it's through our actual lips or whether it's in our social media or in our in our official communications like email in the workplace or text or wherever, Lord God, our, our communication, our pronouncements reflect our godliness because of your grace. Lord, continue to help us, inspire us as a church to take care of others and not just think of ourselves. Lord, would you open opportunities for us to help each other on how we can be be a light in our community and to shape the good of our respective communities, whether that's in our workplace, whether that's in the campus, in our school, in our, in our own home, or even in our neighborhood. Lord, I pray that we will not forget how important it is to take care of our personal holiness. We are not doing this to please you but it is an evidence, Lord God, of your word resonating in our hearts and bearing its fruit. I pray, Lord, that you will help us be accountable with each other so that we can, we can grow in our integrity as a church and as a community. Lord, I pray that even as we do all these things, it's not just about relishing on our godliness, but relishing on the living word. 
that you are calling us to yourself. And as you are calling us to yourself, we are like your sheep who knows your voice. We are like your flock who follows you wherever you go. And we are your people who will say, we are free, Lord. Do as you please. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your powerful word that will help us grow in our godliness. This is our prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen.